The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show back in New York. Man, I can't even figure out how long I was gone. I came back to my apartment last night. I had so many things that I gathered on in Binghamton, Ithaca. Let me see. Uh, Buffalo. The highlight of the trip was the uh, concert by Tim McGraw at uh, the Buffalo Stadium, Salem Stadium in the middle of Buffalo. It's like one of those lucky things you hit in the middle of a campaign, right? So we're looking for people, and there are 25,000 people sitting outside the stadium. We got to make speeches. We got to give out uh, signs. We got to talk to them. We got to, I took about 1,000 pictures with them. Andrew took 1,000 pictures with them. I think we won over everybody except the people in Ohio who were willing to come in and vote for us, but we told them we weren't Democrats. And you can't do that if you're a Republican. Only Democrats do that. And it was fa- fabulous. And, you know, I have a little tape. I'm going to put it out one of these days if uh, all my managers and, and uh, handlers agree. And that is I interviewed people and I asked them, do you know who Tim McGraw's father is? You only half of them knew it. Half of them knew that Tim McGraw's father was a great Met relief pitcher, Tug McGraw, the great Phillies relief pitcher, Tug McGraw. He pitched in a World Series. He's not just anybody. This was going to happen to me after Andrew's governor for eight years. They're going to forget me. They're going to say, who is Andrew Giuliani's father? And they're going to say, oh, no. Uh, some kind of U.S. attorney or something. That's okay. I wish that happens. I really do. Every father does. Uh, so let's first, let, let's first look at crime before I get to, I guess, the subject that's on my mind, which is the election, because I've been out there campaigning like a, like a, like a madman. Um, and learning and learning again a lot about the state that I do know a lot about because I've, well, let's say I've run for mayor. I, I ran for mayor in New York, but then I ran for the Senate for six months before I got sick. I ran for president, included New York, and I've campaigned for Pataki and I've campaigned for many, many statewide candidates, Al D'Amato. Uh, and when I was a law clerk, believe it or not, I sat with Judge McMahon in Auburn, Utica. Binghamton and Syracuse when he heard cases there. So I, I know it pretty well. So let's start with the let's start let's let's start with let's start with Bill Maher, cut eighteen, just so we set the record straight that this is a warped country with only one standard, which is they report Democrat lies about Republicans. The point I would agree with is the New York Times buried this. Yeah, if this had been a liberal Supreme Court justice that someone came to kill, it would have been on the it would have been on the front page. And that's what's so disappointing about a paper like the New York Times, because they just wear their bias on their sleeves. And they if it's not part of something that feeds our narrative. Well, I mean, that's just a small part of how they cheated the American people and defrauded us during the 2020 election. By not allowing uh, even, you know, some portions of the hard drive to be put out that showed that Joe Biden was a 30-year massive crook. Now, that is a crime. And remember, when you look at that January 6th committee, which I have a hard time looking at without vomiting, you're looking at a bunch of liars. 
I mean, I, I, I'm looking at Mary Cheney. I mean, she's she got liar, liar. And I won't say pants on fire because she's a woman. But now, you know who makes Mary Cheney look good? <laughs> you know who. You know who. Shifty Schiff, the biggest liar in American congressional history. I've got proof of Trump colluding with Russians. Over. Oh, we played the montage last week. I'm not going to play it again. Over and over, 20 times, 30 times. No congressional privilege. He didn't say it on the floor of Congress. He said it all over, everywhere. The guy was trying to take out a sitting president with a concocted, bought-for frame-up. That's not a crime. That's not a lot worse than what they're doing to these January 6th people. You go pay to get people to make up a crime? on a presidential candidate and a president, and you try to take them out using the structures of our government and corrupting them? That's not worse than what happened here, which turned out to be grossly exaggerated, or their coverage of it? How dare they do this without going over Ashley Babbitt's murder? How dare they? There's only one person who died inside the Capitol that day. You haven't heard a word of her because those people you're looking at are Criminals. Yes, they're criminals. When you try to depose an American president with falsified information, paid for falsified information, you are at least obstructing the lawful administration of government. Every single one of them did it. Maybe not Cheney. Every single one of them did it. They lied about that. Ball face lied and were backed up by every lying media outlet in the country. They lied about the conversation with the Ukrainian president. Shifty Schiff created that conversation with a guy who was trying to frame up Trump four years earlier, and I have the proof of who the guy is. And Schiff won't put out his name because the guy is a piece of you know what. What do we, what do we call rats? He's been trying to frame Trump over and over and over again. He told Ukrainian officials to go dig up dirt on Trump. Sitting in the White House, he did it. He should be in jail four years ago. That's the guy Sewell was and, and Schiff was relying on. That's why they won't make him come forward, because we can rip him apart. It's right in the hard drive. That's why they covered up the hard drive, because the Democratic Party has rotted completely. From the top. It's the reason why in every Democratic city we've got murder going through the roof. Just came from Rochester, New York. Nice, beautiful Rochester, New York. The jewel of New York 30 years ago. It's got more crime per capita than New York City. It's got more murder per capita than New York City. It had the most murder in its history last year. It's governed by progressive Democrats with a progressive Democratic governor who's all upset about the gun bill going to bring the legislature back for the gun bill, but not the let's release a 1,000 criminals a day bill. How about doing something about that, lazy hokel? Or are you just, like, too worried that your husband's not going to get his payoff for the, for the concessions that he has a part of? In the stadium, you're paying three times more than because you're paying people off. Look, you're no different than the other Democrats who went out on scandals and went to jail. I know you, Hochul. Husband 
has the concessions for the stadium and our crooked press doesn't have that in big headlines so they see what a big crook you are? Or how about Zeldin getting caught in a massive lie the other night and the New York Post, of all places, buries it? I've played that for you, and it's gone viral. He said, straight out, under questioning by Andrew Giuliani, that he never called Trump a racist. Right next to it is a tape of him calling Trump a racist. We call that, let's be simple. My son, I, the people who support him, we talk straight English. The guy's a liar. He got pummeled, literally pummeled in the last debate. Did you see that coverage in any of the New York newspapers who are going with the Republican rhino establishment to elect him so we can continue to? I mean, you elect Zeldin, and I'm not going to talk about the other three candidates, including Andrew. You elect Zeldin, you might as well elect Hochul. This is, this is a Cuomo's favorite Republican. This guy voted for Cuomo's budgets over and over and over again. This guy said Cuomo would make a good president. I mean, how many dead people could he kill as president? And this is this is the description of the debate the other night. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, you're not going to get it from Andrew's dad. You're going to get it from one of the most distinguished reporters in New York. Who uh, who uh, Bob Lonsberry, who's been covering Albany for decades and is considered down the middle and respected. Last night at the Kodak Center and last night at my house, it was the Newsmax debate. The first one before a live audience and about three quarters through the front runner wasn't the front runner anymore. At the Kodak Center, as he became shrill, condescending and attacking under pressure from his opponents, the crowd turned against him. That was his crowd, by the way. It's right next to the chairman of the Republican Party who fixed it for him and has now run away. He wasn't even there, the guy. He's running against uh, 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 he's running for Congress now. He's, he's run out on him. <laughs> the crowd booed the hell out of him. You know what Newsmax did? Phony old Newsmax. They turned it down. They turned down the booing to help their little Zeldin. They've put him on five times more than anybody else. He's the establishment candidate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I call it as it is. I know all you guys uh, love Newsmax, and I love Newsmax, but they can screw around too. Just exactly the deal between him and Ruddy, I don't know. But the guy's been on five times more than anyone else, and he says he's on because he's a congressman. But then who's who's booking it, his congressional office or his campaign office? If his campaign office is doing it, it's a crime. (laughs) And I know his campaign office is doing it, idiots. And he doesn't talk about issues. He talks about running for governor. And they put up how to campaign, how to send money to him. Come on. Come on. We can't have even one, only, only, uh, only one American news. We can't even, even have one straight station. You guys have got to go, uh, uh, Zocco for the one big lying rhino Republican candidate. At, and now an honest report, reporter says that at the Kodak Center, when you're getting booed in front of an audience of your people, well, things aren't looking good. And at my house, as he became shrill, condescending, and attacking under pressure from his opponents, he lost my wife. And me. It was a poor showing, and it unsettled stomachs across Republican New York. It was like making the turn into the home stretch and realizing you don't have a horse. I know I made the case for Zeldin's candidacy just two days ago, and I've done it before. 
But last night I saw something I never saw before. It was ugly. Last night it got real. It was the pissy arrogance, excuse the word, he said it. It was the pissy arrogance so common among New York governors on full display in the person of the guy who, if he gets nominated, will lose by a significant margin on November 8. Wow. And I'm telling you, it understates it. The guy acted like a moron, an idiot, a jerk, and a child. And he has before, and I know that. Why do you think uh, General Flint endorsed Andrew Giuliani instead of him? Zeldin worked for Flynn in the military, in the military service he's talking all about. His commanding officer doesn't support him for governor. He says he doesn't have leadership qualities. A general says he doesn't have leadership qualities and he's running on his military record. The guy is supporting Andrew Giuliani. He's worked with both of them. He says there's no comparison. One's a leader, can make up his mind and stick with it and get it done. The other guy takes forever because he wants to suck up to you. But what a refreshing experience for Republicans. Any one of the candidates on that stage would make an excellent governor for this or any other state. Further, the down-ballot candidates, Wilson, Astorino, Giuliani, were wonderful and impressive by their strength. None of them was a joke. Each of them was strong. All made good points. Showed decency, intelligence, and honesty, all lacking with Zeldin. This is his supporter. You put this together with his commanding officer who says he doesn't have leadership qualities. You've got to be out of your mind if you nominate him. Any Republican that votes for him is voting for no difference between him and a Democrat. And we're going to show you why when we come back. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani show. And we'll get to the phones in just a few minutes. And, of course, the mayor's final words at the end uh, but I ha- ha- haven't finished with this article, which is devastating, from a guy who supported Zeldin and is one of the biggest political experts in the state. I don't want to be disrespectful to Zeldin, he writes, who has campaigned long and hard and figured out how to win the party leadership game. That's like behind closed doors, making deals with the party bosses. And then uh, uh, London, whatever, I can't remember, I never remember the name of the party chairman who's really a Really, but he, he wants to run the Republican Party like it's a dictatorship. The Democrats had had, had an open primary. We, we, we forced all these guys to go get to go get ballots. And he challenged every single one of them. And he lost every single challenge. That's why they don't like him. I mean, it's quite obvious that three guys on the stage. Hate Zeldin. <laughs> they think he's a liar. They think he's a creep. He's lied to each one of them. And he's made false complaints against each one of them. <laughs> so the way uh, the way uh, the the writer uh, here um, Rob describes it, he says he acted like a punk. Now he's saying it, not me. When pressured by his opponents, he came apart. He got handled by Andrew Giuliani for crying out loud, and the uber polite Harry Wilson was able to spank him. If you can't handle opposition for an hour when you know it's coming, how can you possibly be expected to handle the stresses of being a governor? I was a mayor. You know the answer to that is. Governor, I mean, General Flynn is right. The guy doesn't have any leadership qualities. He's a wimp. And he's a slime. If your primary opponent freaks you out, how are you possibly going to stand up to heavyweights like a speaker and the majority leader? I can tell you Andrew's lived with me forever and brought up by me and Donald Trump. 
He's twice the speaker and the majority leader. They won't know what hit them. Sitting on the couch watching Zeldin came off like an unstable third grader. I started to wonder if maybe the state chairman was wrong to push Elise Stefanik aside for Lee Zeldin. He was. But he, who knows what kind of deal he has with Lee. I mean, these guys are in the business of, you know, messing around all the time. These are both Albany swamp creatures. So, so now let's go to some of the proof. As, they, as Werner Wolf used to say, let's go to the videotape. Too bad it's audio tape, but uh, let me let me show you how Andrew start. Andrew really started it all the night before, unraveling him by doing something that rarely gets done. I think maybe Andrew should be a lawyer. He's got great cross-examining abilities, and he absolutely unhinged the liar with this little thirty-second. I could do more of it, but it's a little thirty-second. You can take a liar apart, like when I got Congressman Podell to admit that he was guilty on the witness stand, and he put himself in jail. You can take a liar apart if you're good, and Andrew's good, and listen to Cut 22. Lee, have you ever called President Trump, Lee, have you ever called President Trump's past statements racist? I don't recall. It's the way that the person who def- who's defining racism, that's how they end up calling President Trump's comments racist. Donald Trump made a comment that is the textbook definition of a racist comment. Do you agree? The way I subjectively define racism, uh, I agree as well. And I'm not going to defend uh, his tweet. Uh, it was ugly. That, that is what, like, normal, honest human beings call a liar. That's a liar. I define his statements as racist. And what, what we got before was the gobbledygook that it's how you define it. Well, I'm sorry, Lee, you defined it as racist. Then you said you couldn't recall, and then you denied it. And, and Lee, that's only one of hundreds of lies that we've caught you in. Come on. Uh, what you did to the petitions, uh, the, the stupid lie about the guy not being a registered Republican, 3,000 signatures, you put in a, an affidavit saying the guy wasn't a Republican. It took two minutes for me to find his Republican registration. 3,000. What a scummy thing to do, Lee. You're a bad guy. Guys don't lie like that. You can't find quotes uh, with these other guys like that. These other guys, by the way, I'm, I was with all of them. They all like each other. Astorino, Wilson, Giuliani, all like each other. <laughs> you know who they don't like? You. You know why? Because you're a liar. Now, not only that, what do you do? You get booed like hell. You got some kind of deal with Newsmax because... Uh, <laughs> Andrew was asked the only leading nasty question by a guy I know for 25 years who must have been put up to it. He handled it beautifully by, but the answer was, you know, aren't you only getting elected because of your name? He said, no, my name's a problem. Uh, you know, you think it's easy running with the name Andrew in New York? That's, that's Kennedy kind of humor. But, you know, they're not going to write that. The place broke out laughing. Everybody laughed but Zeldin because Zeldin's incapable of laughing. And how about his disputing Astorino and Wilson saying he supported Cuomo, supported Cuomo's budgets, and uh, uh, and made this statement, which basically should just disqualify him as a Republican 100%. And that's uh, cut 23. This is in 2011. On a personal note, I want to say thank you to the governor for your unyielding leadership and vision and commitment to Long Islanders, not just the fishing community, but to all of us, to the taxpayers. Um, you know, I've been, we've all been observing what's going on in other levels of government, 
and we've all been paying close attention to Washington. And putting all politics aside, I would honestly say that if, uh, if, if you were in the White House right now, our nation would be in a better place today than it is. You, as a Republican, are going to vote for a guy who thinks the country would be in a better place with Andrew Cuomo as president. Or do you get the point, you know, you get the point he's a liquor. You know what kind of liquor he is? You think those kinds of liquors can run a state? These guys who kiss boots can run a state? The guys whose commanding officers say they're not leaders? We got a bad guy here. No Zeldin. No liar. And we'll finish off with, who does he run into the arms of crying for help? We'll be back shortly. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Pence left uh, on Thursday night. I'm, I'm sorry, Zeldin left on Wednesday night. I was there uh, he did an awful interview with Newsmax, which was twice as long as the time that Newsmax gave anyone else, which is, again, a real, real problem with one of the few places we can count on for fairness, and we can't. Uh, and he was like, uh, the guy looked ner- nervous. He wouldn't talk to anybody, wouldn't shake hands with anybody, and they don't shake hands with him because they don't like him. So he runs into the arms. Catch this. Everybody says he's a rhino. Everybody says he uh, wanted Cuomo for president and he was and he voted for Cuomo's budgets. Astorino has ripped. I, I could put that on. But Astorino has ripped him apart for all the Cuomo budgets he voted for. And other Republicans uh, that are that are now in the House and Senate uh, voted again or in the Senate and the House voted against. I mean, he was Cuomo's favorite Republican, even made a deal with him to help him get elected. Everybody knows this. So who, who can he get to endorse him in the Republican Party? Mike Pence. Mike Pence, the hero of the January 6th committee, because he wouldn't return the votes to the four states that asked for a little more time to count the votes correctly. It's not what they're telling you. It's not what they're lying about. Nobody asked Mike Pence to overturn the election. Four legislatures with large, large numbers of legislators, amounting to hundreds, asked him to please give them seven more days because they were certain that the numbers submitted by their state were criminal false statements. Under the law, he could have done that. Nobody asked him once again to vote for Trump, although Jefferson did that, by the way. But I'm no one suggested Pence as Jefferson. <laughs> Uh, Mike, uh, Zeldin, you know, you might have been better off standing on your own two feet and not going to Pence, Pensy Pence. Oh, was Pence's wife there, by the way? I mean, did she endorse you too? Because I don't think, it, I don't think it's worth it getting Pence's endorsement without his wife. I mean, she's there all the time. She follows him. I, I never figured out why she follows him. Either she's mad, madly in love with him or jealous as hell. I can't tell. It's one or the other, but you can't see Pence without his wife. Uh, Plus, what's that guy accomplished? I mean, he was a big player in the Trump administration. Yeah. He really really took care of Saudi Arabia, and 
he really took care of Russia and he really took care of North Korea and he really took care of he really and the one time they had to count on him, he went hiding like uh, like Pen- like like Zeldin. They belong together. Zeldin just proved to you he's the biggest rhino in New York. Now you want him, vote for him. You're going to have a Democrat in Washington in in New York, just like it. Cuomo's favorite rhino will be governor of New York. Where us Republicans are fighting for that. With, and then the final part of it that uh, that that the uh, reporter made very very clear is uh, all three all four candidates were asked, "Will you support the Republican candidate?" The three uh, honest candidates, Astorino, Giuliani, and Wilson, said, "Yes, yes, yes." And then we got a four minute answer. <laughs> I don't know what the answer. But he's on the conservative line, and there are things to be considered, and we got to worry about. Take it from a expert liar, liar hunter, me. I don't even need the tape to figure out this guy is useless. Please, please, please. Not for the Republican Party. Kevin in Babylon. Yes, it's always an honor to speak with you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I just want to let you know that I was in, briefly in the uh, Zeldin camp, being from Long Island. I thought he was a, lot a of square people. guy. But, but then, you know, the more you think about it, he's, getting, he's got all the support of the East Enders. And what's out on the East End of Long Island? Too many liberals. So there you go. That, that says it all right there. But I tell you one thing. I always respected your son. He's, he's a strong speaker. He knows what he's, he knows what he's doing. He, he knows where he's going. I like that, and of course the heritage is, is unparalleled. Uh, I'm not going to argue against that. So I'm firmly in uh, your son's camp. Well, thank you, no Kevin. I, I, and I. I think the best thing about Andrew is he knows who he is, and he ain't going to change it. Not because when they asked him not to mention Trump's name, when Nick, I always forget Nick's name. Nick, our boss uh, leader, who if, oh, by the way, you get rid of Zelda and you get rid of him, he'll be out in a second. Giuliani, Astorino, and Wilson will dump him in a second. Because uh, even a lousy chairman wouldn't even allow a, a real primary. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We got, we got a real problem with this guy. I, obviously, I think Andrew's the best. But my, my point today is no Zeldin, okay? Uh, maybe I'll have one on Andrew because he's my son and we got two more to go. But this one is no Zeldin. Please. Let, let, you, know, you might as well have a Democrat. Let's go to Mark. Mark? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Honored to speak with you, sir. Um, I called up because I was listening to the radio earlier, and uh, there was a commercial for your son, you know, and uh, who's ever running the board, cut him off, like, midway through it. He was just about to say how he was going to fire the prosecutors. And uh, I thought that was very nice. They went to a Goya commercial. They went to a what? A what commercial? It was a Goya commercial. So they cut Andrew's commercial off for a Goya commercial? We'll go back and check. I mean, he's entitled to have it. And if it was somebody else, we'd do the same thing. Okay. It was at 11.30, 11.29. 11.29. You're pretty accurate on it. Okay, good. Let's see. I'm sure it was a mistake, though. Uh, this is, I got to tell you about this station. This is not Newsmax. This is fair to everybody. In fact, there's a rule now that no candidate can be on for more than five minutes, which I think is an excellent rule. Andrew was on with Rita Cosby last night. He was on for four minutes and 32 seconds. 
and abided by it and was very, very thankful. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, frankly, Zeldin is using all his connections and favors and money that he's getting to try to screw around with all the other stations, including Newsmax, where, he's, where he has been on like four, five times more than anybody else. And all this stuff about his lying that's come out in the last two days, you don't see it on Newsmax. The only guy who's got the courage to, to do it is Greg Kelly. And I'm not going to get into that because it's Greg's uh, prerogative to tell you the difficulties he's having. So let's go to uh, let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Oh, good afternoon, Julie. How are you? I'm good, Sandra. How are you? I'm good. I'm the one who said, let me lower my radio. I'm the one who said you're like a rubber band. You spring back all the time. Me? You know, rubber bands break yeah, sometimes. You, you remember I said that one day? Oh, I do I remember, but I got anyway. afterwards I thought about it, and I remembered that rubber bands break <laughs> some days. Yeah, but not yours. Yours springs back, I said. <laughs> do you ever see anyway, a bigger listen. group of liars on television than these people on the January 6th committee? I mean, there, there may be a bigger liar than Zeldin and that shifty shift. But, Julie, listen, your son, Andrew, is like a shining star. I used to be a recruiter in accounting and finance, and I know a winner when I see one. Thank you. He is a winner. Oh, yeah. He is shining. And you know what? After this last debate, now his confidence is going to go up even more, and you're going to do even better because he was on uh, the Greg Gutfeld show last night. Not not your son, but the one we can't stand, (laughs) Lee. He was so nothing. He was so (laughs) nothing. So It's terrible not to have a sense of humor, isn't it? i got to tell you something about somebody. Well, first of all, you can't be – I wrote a book about leadership. I do think I'm an expert on it. I mean I've actually academically dealt with the subject as well as proven that I'm a leader. And uh, a sense of humor is critical to being a leader. I mean that remark that, that Andrew got off, I mean the, 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 the Newsmax chosen host that gave Zeldin much more time than Andrew. And, you know, I note these things. I, I, I was in charge of debates for both McCain and for Trump. And myself, I did 11 presidential debates myself. Uh, the other candidates got hosed because Zeldin got the majority of time. And that's not fair. It is not fair. And it's not fair that he's the only one that gets on and everybody else gets on, you know, once every two months. It's not fair. But we're going to get over it. We're going to get over the not fair part because Andrew has that ability, that, that, that ability to, to uh, con- connect with people. He's got charisma. And it's real, which is the nice thing about it. The, the, the guy is a real guy. He actually comes to me and he says, how do you solve a problem? He says that, like the subway thing. The subway thing seems nuts, he said to me. Adams was a subway cop, and we got 70% increase in subway crime. He's doing a new subway plan. Six months in, his subway plan's not working. Moody, could I say something to you? Yeah. Your son is lucky to have you as a father. Uh, Daddy's luckier. No, yeah, I know. Now, when he gets this job, and he will, he has you as a mentor. How could you beat that? Stupid Eric, the the dumb mayor, he never comes to you for help, and that's why. Do you know what he he told the rabbi I had breakfast with this morning? The rabbi said to Adams, why don't you go to Giuliani on subways? He got subway crime down in in two months. And then uh, he and Bratton got it down 40%. And then when he had... Then when he had Bernie, he got it down to 80% subway crime. There was no crime on the subway. Mike, we eliminated crime on the subway to a guy who's got a 70% increase. And the moron won't come and ask me or Bernie for advice. 
Do you know how long it would take me or Bernie to reduce that crime on the subway if they just gave me the Comstat machine? Uh, I'm not going to exaggerate now. Give me, I'll say four weeks. And then I'll do it in two, the way Trump did the Wallman rink. The, Koch gave him nine months and he did it in six. And then Trump got in trouble because he told Koch he wanted it to be named the Wallman rink. And from then on, they hated each other. And that's how Trump became my friend, if you want to know the story. Uh, let's go to... Let's go to Joe, who's right in the middle of the action in Brookhaven, Long Island, New York. Oh, hello. Yes, you picked me. I'm so happy. Thank you. I got so much to say. Zeldin is such a weak candidate, and I am on the East End, and not everybody is supporting him. He is so weak. He's a swamp GOP candidate. I'll tell you, even in my worst drunken stupor, <laughs> I would never say... Cuomo was a good guy. You could drug me up. I would never say it under the rest ever. He you likes Pence. Support. What do you think of Pence? Pence is the biggest coward. <laughs> he was up until that, what a coward. And both of their cojones are New York's property and New York State GOP. Zeldin's cojones. That's where they are. This guy's shameful. <laughs> you can't support Trump and vote for Lee Zeldin because he supports the rhino, another one in that bag. Garbarino. Oh, tell him about Garbarino. That's, that's he lost half his support to us. That's the first time we went ahead of him in the polls when all the patriot groups in Long Island abandoned Zeldin because he supported Garbarino, who voted for this January 6th witch hunt committee, which is trying to destroy Republicans, including yours truly, by the way, and arresting Navarro. I mean, Garbarino's responsible for it, voting for it. Zeldin is supporting him. You don't think that gets me a little upset for, for me and my friends? The top of the ticket. Zeldin's at the top of the ticket supporting yeah, t- them. Are you, and the GOP, the, the swamp. It's the swamp GOP <laughs> candidate Zeldin versus America First Trump supporter. And I'm going to have to say it. Mr. Trump, Zeldin's not going to win if he gets it. Back Andrew Giuliani. He is the man to do this and lead us. Well, I'm willing to take General Flint. General Flynn worked with both of them. He was his commanding officer. When your commanding officer says you don't have the leadership to be a governor, people should listen, huh? Don't you think? That's pretty bad. And he's running on his military record. And his commanding officer says, no. The commanding officer says basically what you say. He just says it in a nicer way. <laughs> and he was an embarrassment, Mr. May. And my, my wife said he was cringeworthy watching. And we know him. We voted for the guy six, seven times. Because he ran unopposed. We had nobody else to vote for. <laughs> so the emperor has no clothes. He was so cringe. Yeah, he, I, I was at Harry that debate. Wilson. He ran. He, uh, um, You know, Harry, Harry Wilson, who is, who is definitely, you know, a lefty. There's no doubt about it, right? But Harry Wilson, Harry Wilson doesn't look like he could rip anybody apart. He's like a nice guy. He absolutely floored him. He absolutely floored him. I mean, he absolutely killed him. I mean, Andrew and Astorino have a, a, a lot of debating talent. But uh, Harry's, I'm not, and I'm not, Harry's a great guy. I'm not taking anything away from him, but he did support Obama and he did support Bragg. And it's a funny place for him to be a candidate. But man, if he can get Zeldin all flummoxed and I mean, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous. Let's go to Andrea. Hello? Hi, Andrea. How you doing, kid? Hi there. 
I have to tell you, I work in a hospital setting, and we were all talking about the debate, and a lot of the people that I work with, they said, oh, they love Andrew, but he's too young. He's too young. I said, you guys are crazy. Well, after the debate, they all came back, and they all said how he was stellar. He was phenomenal, and I am just so proud of him. I can't imagine how you feel. He... he uh, he really spoke so well and gave us so much hope. And um, I just have to say, I, I am rooting for him, and I pray to God that he, uh, he leads the way for him. Can I make a point? He's about the same age as Teddy Roosevelt when he became governor. I wasn't a bad governor. Well, that's what everybody was saying. He's too young. He's too young. Maybe, sometime, maybe, maybe sometimes we need too young. Maybe sometimes we need too young because they don't really believe they can't do it. Nobody can tell them they can't do it. I was too young. I mean, I was older than him, but I was too young. Nobody could tell me I couldn't fix the city. Every friend of mine told me I shouldn't run for mayor. There were books written that said New York can't be governed. My best friends told me I was ruining my career running for mayor. And uh, I was too young and naive uh, to realize how hard a job it was. But once I got there... I wasn't going to let it beat me because it's for the people. It's not for me. Do you know the inspiration you get if you find the right core for public service, which these people don't have, and that is helping people? Do you know how I feel when African-American people come up to me and thank me for workfare? Thank me for putting them to work 20 years later. You know how it makes me feel? It gives me goosebumps, and there are times I've almost cried because I've been accused of being the worst kind of racist and I saved more African-American lives than any mayor in the history of the country. And not only that, I got more jobs for them because of workfare. And I did it because I love them. I did it because I love them. Did you hear that? I love them. And do you know how that inspires you to work your tail off? And you don't go to parties like Adams does or rush off to go sit in Pence's lap. Andrew didn't go run off to sit in Trump, Trump's lap. Trump wants to support him, fine. If he doesn't want to support him, Andrew will do it on his own. That's the difference between, I don't care, they could be 50, 50 years difference. You think Andrew's a better leader than Biden? <laughs> I think Andrew's daughter's a better leader than Biden. <laughs> it's a little stupid, I mean, when you got Teddy Roosevelt as an example. Well, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back for the mayor's the final words. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, and I am back on the Rudy Giuliani Show with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's the organization that takes care of the people who take care of us and who have been very sorely abused uh, by uh, Democrats and by rhino Republicans. Very sorely abused. And you will make up for a lot of that by giving 11 bucks to T2T.org. 
that builds homes for catastrophically wounded warriors and pays off mortgages for uh, for those uh, uniform members who die in the line of duty. So I guess my final thought should be in line with what we talked about, because there's just one point that I was making during this show, and that is to save uh, New York. And, you know, we got to first we got to make sure we save our party because our party right now is in the hands of a dictatorial party chairman who um, has actually uh, sort of quit being party chairman. I think he's given up on Pence and he's running. He's running for uh, for the Congress, running out on his job as party chairman. Uh, He's running against Carl Palladino, uh, who is beating him, I am told, by 20 percent. I don't know how it's going to end up. But I do know one thing. Uh, 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 Nick Longworthy doesn't belong as party chairman, nor does he belong in Congress. I mean, he's about I mean, we, we just replace one slime with another. An Albany slime becomes a Washington slime. This guy uh, told everyone that they shouldn't support Trump. And I have to say, and I do like the other candidates. They did go along with it. I really tell you, I, you know, I have a great deal of affection for Astorino. I've got a great deal of affection even for Harry. But they, they bowed the knee to, to the uh, party dictator. And Zeldin, you know, did more than bow the knee. I can't describe what he did because I'd be taken off the air. But he's been doing it for months. Well, that jackass is now running for Congress. He's not even seeing through the primary. He wasn't even there the other night. And I don't know if he even got his people out because... His guy got booed out of the, out of the arena. He, he's in his home territory. He gets booed out of the arena. I do not know what this Nick Longworthy or whatever. I, I get his name wrong all the time because he's a rather nondescript kind of guy. I think Palladino is going to kick his backside. I mean, Palladino, uh, uh, <laughs> Palladino's a, a tough guy, and uh, but we need tough guys now. Come on. We don't need make-believe jokers like this guy. He, he wouldn't give us an open primary, and the Democrats had an open primary. We want to build a party. He shut out Astorino. He shut out Wilson. He shut out Giuliani. You saw from the debates these guys are legitimate candidates. They have a right to be on the ballot. Then they went to court and tried to take them off to waste their money with phony allegations. Each one of them will tell you that. They're not lying. So... You've got to save us before we get to beating the Democrat. We've got to make sure we don't elect the one Republican who will get destroyed because he's not a Republican and he's not an honest man. And I'm only tipping the surface in what the Democrats will do to him because I'm a Republican. And I'm not threatening and I'm not doing anything. The Democrats are there licking their lips they see that the guy's going to lose half the Republican Party by taking Pence and double-crossing Trump and calling Trump a racist and lying about it. I mean, it's one thing if you call him a racist and apologize or explain it, but lying about it? And he expects to get – I mean, you've got to get a unanimous Republican support. This guy's not going to turn out a single honest Republican because they're going to figure uh, he's going to do not much better than Hochul. He isn't. This is the guy that thought Cuomo would be a good president. So tomorrow we'll focus on who should it be. And, the, and I'll give you some of the pros and cons. You know who I'm for, of course. But we'll give you the pros. you got some good guys there. But you, I'll give you some pros and cons. 
it's not as bad when we go to the rest of the ticket. In fact, I'm kind of proud of the quality people we have. Well, God bless America, and you keep focusing, because this is how we win it back. We win it back at the ballot box. That's democracy, and that's why we're the greatest country on earth.